My name is Cesar Marin, and this is the Cultivating Wisdom Podcast. This show's mission is to have honest and provocative conversations about the practice of microdosing psilocybin as a way of achieving a more balanced lifestyle. Microdosing transformed my life, and I truly believe it could change the lives of so many. The show's mission is to set a buffet table of wisdom so that we can cultivate a better future. The idea is to poke at people's childhood curiosity and seek to lift the stigma associated with psychedelics. Welcome to the Cultivating Wisdom podcast. This is our second episode. And let me just say, we are at one of the most magnificent, magnificent events put on. Pete Sessa and his wife, Colleen Sessa, have put together Canadelic Miami, and they have sort of hit it, not out of the park, they've hit it out of the city. These guys have put together an incredible conference that has joined Canadelic Medicine. It's called Canadelic. It's joined Cannabis Medicine, Psychedelic Medicine, to bring together just people with love, people with caring, people with hope. And I'm so honored to be first to share this mic with Dennis Walker, who is the one and only micropreneur. You have to follow him. I'll put his links on here. He was the MC for the event. What, a, what an amazing, amazing person. And also Pete Sessa. I have the honor of having him with us. Both of you, welcome to my podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. Honor to be here. Thanks for the invite. Awesome. So I have this uh, game that I used to play with my kids called High and Low, just because I like to get them to speak. So I'm going to ask both of you so far these three days, what has been your high and what has been your low? Sometimes there's not a low. So Dennis, what has been your high and what has been your low? Well, I feel like Pete should start this one, but since you asked me, <laughs> my high has been the incredible relationship building opportunities, which is really why I come to a conference like this is for the people. The panels are great, right? All the information you're getting, all the opportunities to see what different brands are doing and to learn the entertainment value. You know, you, you get the after party like Afro Man. Come on, throwing a party with Afro Man <laughs> yeah, at the poolside, let's go. But really for me, it's about the people that are here and the opportunity to have one-on-one -on -one conversations and to build relationships. And especially now in the age of the internet, it's, you know, it's really easy to get bogged down with just building virtual relationships. And now having an opportunity to speak one-on-one -on -one like this, get people's phone numbers, see who you vibe with, right? Who you resonate with. That's really why I'm here. And also I just want to thank Pete and Colleen for giving me an opportunity to MC this because I've had a blast and I hope to do it again next year. Man, it's been so, I'm so happy to be here with you Dennis because it's just been fantastic. You've made all the difference on that stage and you've just been absolutely phenomenal. So I can't thank you enough for everything that you're doing. You really make a, make a huge difference in people making this information accessible and keeping people entertained, not just here, but just on a daily basis. So thank you. Thank you. And the, I have to finish off the closing thought because you did ask a low. My low is the low amount of hours that I've slept. But I also, I expected that. I expected that. You know, you come to a conference like this and you can do a year of relationship building and networking and business in three days. So I'm looking forward to getting back home tomorrow and we're not done yet. Let's finish yeah, strong. Yeah. Yeah. Pete, any lows? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the lows are, are minute to minute. So it's like something, you know, when you're running an event like this, especially when there's very few people running an event like this, you know, there's always something going on. So from one minute to the next, there's some fire you got to put out. Somebody's not showing up. Somebody's, you know, there's a vendor that's got a problem or something's going on. So 
that's been the stressful part. They made they almost shut down our after party. You know, I had to evade the hotel <laughs> people that are trying to shut it down, even though I overheard them saying they don't know how to shut the power down. So, <laughs> so I was confident. Um, but really, I think the highs for this have been. I mean, they've been amazing moments, like the, the awards dinner and like the tables that were there and just like hearing Paul Stamets' story and, 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 and speaking like from the heart, it was just amazing. But it was really the stories from people. Like you hear all these stories, people come and they know about Canadelic and they come and they say, thank you for putting this on and how and they tell you how their life has been changed somehow. And you're just like, you get a lump in your throat, you don't know how to respond, you can start getting chills and stuff. and. People are coming from like all over the world and you know, they find Colleen, my wife, who's amazing. She's easy to find, she's very colorful. And they just come up and like grab her and hug her and say, you know, like thank you and stuff and, and, and they these these stories about how psychedelics have impacted people's lives and how, you know, cannabis has impacted people's lives is just it's been why we do it for a long time and every time we have one like this and you hear those stories, it's just that's what really makes us have have to do it again like I was talking to this woman outside and I told her I was like now I have to do the next one because you just inspired me to like you know re-energize me after being drained you know yeah. from doing it all so um, that's been really the high points for me that's awesome that's awesome and again he talked about his wife just so you people know if you go to our website if you go to cultivatingwisdom.net and you go to about us it's a picture of Colleen Colleen personifies what cultivating wisdom is she is this beautiful soul who wants to share her wisdom, who wants to bring in people and to share her love, share her love of what she is. Please follow her. Please sort of put her in your circle because she's amazing. She's just an amazing, amazing person. Pete, talking about this conference, you guys have Pete, uh, Paul Stamets. You guys bring in Rick Doblins. You guys have Jason Silver. You guys have the cream of the creme here. How is that done? How is that put together? Well, uh, we, you know, we try to manifest it, we try to visualize it, and then actually we ran into, it's, it's all about, you know, networking. You never know who is going to um, come back into your life when. So um, I recently reconnected with um, a former coworker of mine who we used to work in Tampa together like eight years ago, um, um, Cynthia, and she's been doing PR in the psychedelic space, right? So she has all these people in her Rolodex now, and all of a sudden, um, I see her at uh, the Wonderland conference, um, and she's like, oh my God, you guys are Canadelic? Like, she had no idea, and I had no oh, idea really? she was doing that, and then That's we came awesome. together, and she was like, oh my God, we're, you know, we're jumping on board, and she became part of the team, like, overnight. And um, it's really been, you know, a fantastic experience being able to, you know, reconnect with people that you know you can work with, and then, you know, kind of bringing this all together, but it's been, um, it's been great. It's been some some great experience. Like like bringing all these people together, it's just like you know. You know, it's almost like uh, someone was saying the pebble in the pond, yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, was talking about. Yeah, yeah that was like yeah. yeah, like that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like ripple one, effect. The, the, the ripple, ripple effect. effect. It's like yeah. one little thing, and then all these things happen from these events, and yeah. and it's been great. Like hosting events for the past like eight or nine years seeing that and those things materialize later on and you see like these connections that are made you're like and then you don't even realize they were made at your events you were like and people yeah. tell you like oh yeah we met at your event and like, i don't even realize that that you guys you didn't even know each other before that event yeah. and now they're like business partners and stuff so 
it's just yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's that mycelium. It's that mycelium. It's a mycelium. I mean, yeah. networking is mycelium. Right. That is what it does. We sort of get here. We spread out. We love each other. We connect with each other. It's amazing. I have to really say thank you to Dennis. Thank you to Dennis for. I mean, he's up on stage with our gear on. Right. This is another man that personifies cultivating wisdom. His podcast is seriously one of the most thought-provoking podcasts in the space, without a doubt. And I'm not blowing smoke up his ass because he's sitting next to me. For honest, this dude, what he does is amazing. He's he's he has a way of being cynical, but at the same time being very thought-provoking, incredibly smart, um, incredibly knowledgeable about the space. Uh, Dennis, again, thank you for being the MC. How was it for you to sort of be in the middle of, I mean, you're the, you're the ringmaster of this, you know what I mean? Everyone's coming to you. How does it feel to be out there and you're presenting these panels and these wonderful people and these wonderful chats, but at the same time, it's like a marriage between cannabis and psychedelic. How was that experience for you? Really being able to excel at being on stage is just a result of the relationships built off stage where I look around the room and I go, I know so many people here already because we've had a chat in the hall or they've been on my podcast or we've worked together on a project. So I think for me, that's been awesome. It's like, as opposed to, you know, when I'm on the flight over here, I'm thinking about what's my routine going to be and I'm overthinking it. And then I show up and I'm like, I don't even need notes right now because I can just tell a story about, hey, remember that time that you and I were together in New York City and this happened? And that becomes the routine. So, and as far as the marriage, I guess, between the cannabis and the psychedelic space, that's really interesting to see too, because there are a lot of people who have a lot of background in the cannabis industry who are here. I don't really have that background. I've been a daily cannabis user for 15 years now, and I watched the cannabis industry in California and in the United States be built around me. And so now, you know, that the psychedelic space is emerging, that's really where I pitch my tent because that's what I understand i believe right i don't obviously claim to have a handle on the psychedelic experience more of a sense of i have a, a baseline of personal experience with it. i have a lot of relationships and naturally seeing these two fused together now i'm on stage introducing cannabis panels with some of the biggest names in cannabis and that's an absolute honor for me yeah. i feel that that's the word that comes back to me it's like i'm honored to be invited on this podcast i'm honored to be invited to mc to host the awards dinner and when, when you're invited for something like that it's my obligation to kill it, to crush it, right? I don't go up oh, there and did, say, dude, oh, I'm not going to do a lukewarm yeah. average no, job. No, no. That, so I, I would just implore to anyone listening, you know, I get a question a lot. How do you break into a space like this? It's like crush every single opportunity you get. Yeah. There's a, a yeah. saying that I heard that makes sense a lot to me. Sweep the parking lot until you own the building. Yeah, it's true. I, I like that. It. I like that. I, I like that. Start from the bottom. You talked about the marriage between cannabis and psychedelics and there's a lot of people that were in this cannabis space that all of a sudden are transitioning into this psychedelic space, but this psilocybin space, this sort of mushroom space. Peace, you're obviously married both of these. How do you see, I mean, you see sort of cannabis people now transitioning into the psychedelic space or sort of these two spaces opening. And where do you, where do you see the psychedelic space a year from now? In other words, a year from now, will we have more psychedelic people or cannabis? Will we have more cannabis people? Where, where do you see, what is your vision? Well, it's that's, it's interesting because when we first started Canadelic, we thought that the cannabis people were going to be afraid of being associated with psychedelics. So the dispensaries and stuff, we're not going to want to come because they don't want to be associated with psychedelics. Um, and it turns out that that wasn't really the case. Everybody wanted to be a part of it. And what was really interesting is that we had all these people in the cannabis space that had all this psychedelic background, 
right? Yeah. They've had experiences, yeah. Yeah. they've had, you know, cultivating and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And they all have never had a platform to express that. Um, yeah. Tim Blake comes to mind, founder of the Emerald Cup, has this whole psychedelic side to his history that he's never able to talk about. Yeah. So he was eager to jump on board just to share that with people, yeah. just to express that part of that side of them. So I don't think they were ever separated, you know? I think, like, somehow, somewhere it got separated. I'm not bring, we're not bringing them back together. We're just kind of showing everybody that they're connected, you yeah. know? Because everybody seemed to have this, you know, this psychedelic side to it. And now you're seeing, you know, the cannabis space gets a little saturated with investors and things like that. It's, it, and the psychedelic space is where the cannabis space was like five years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Literally, like you, you go to some of these events and it's just like, I remember this when it was cannabis, you know? Yeah, like it was yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Um, and so people are kind of moving around. They want to get into that space. But you have some differences. You know, we, they talked about it on the panels with the FDA and how it looks at both of them. And what you really have is a lot of cannabis uh, psychedelic companies that are like, we don't know you when it comes to cannabis yeah, because, yeah. you know, they, they want the FDA to look at them like on the up and up. So a year from now, um, I do see a little more forward movement with, you know, the FDA approved kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I also see a movement with the, you know, kind of the grassroots, you know, the stuff that comes from, directly from the indigenous cultures and stuff. That's important. And, and that's I, think important. That, I think that we're going to have that. I think that that's never going to go anywhere, no matter what, how medical it can kind of get. And yeah. I don't think that we're ever going to get away from that. And that's kind of encouraging, you know. Um, I'm not against, you know, like, you know, the, the medical use of psychedelics or how it's going. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that I've seen what the American medical system can do yeah. to anything, yeah. you know. And so that, that, that concerns me a little bit. So, you know, that's why we have to try to have these conversations. That's why it's important to bring all these people together to get them to talk about these things yeah. so that we can move it in the right direction, you know? Yeah. I, I really like that you brought that up because it's important because we're, we're on this seesaw, right? We're on the seesaw of, you know, the medical psychedelic space, you know what I mean? We're talking about synthetic psilocybin. I mean, why do we have synthetic psilocybin when the mushrooms grow on the ground? Why do we have to have this? And then on the other side, you have this organic, holistic, you know what I mean? Let's use a sort of plant medicine. Dennis, where do you where do you see us meeting all together? I mean, do we have to stand in the middle of the seesaw and make sure both of them are leveled and balanced? And and again, it was something interesting that Pete talked about this indigenous. I mean, this comes from it comes. I mean, they've been doing this for centuries. This isn't. You know, I mean, we have to respect the medicine. We really have to honor the medicine. I'm not a big fan of people using microdosing as if it was a supplement. You know what I mean, have some have some gratitude towards the medicine. So. Dennis, where do you see this sort of all of us marrying? I mean, you're an incredible thought thinker in this space. You, I think, is more educated than a lot of people out there. Where do you see it? Where do you see this middle ground for these two? Yeah, I think you just nailed it, middle ground, right? I think you're always going to have people who are in one camp or the other camp, and then there's people who are willing to kind of engage with each other and look at it. But at the end of the day, for me, it's about both and. I think that, for example, the clinical psychedelic medical setting, like the idea that that should be the only setting. Some people say we want to patent this. We want to force people to participate in this legal regulated market in this particular context. Yeah. I don't buy into that. But at the same time, I want people who feel comfortable with that model to have that option. And it keeps coming back to people like my parents. Like I run one of the biggest podcasts at this point in the space, which is a, a trip to say, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. my parents have all kinds of health issues 
and they will not look at psychedelics as an option no. until their doctor or general provider right. tells them. Right. And right. you know, my mom was heavily, still is largely anti-cannabis. She comes from a very Christian, dogmatic background, and I love my mom. But she recently went through chemotherapy, right? And she's had all kinds of health issues. And she set foot into a legal marijuana dispensary to procure CBD products. Yeah. She still wouldn't have weed or cannabis, but like just the fact that she went into that cannabis dispensary, to me, I would have never believed that a few years ago. And that's only because of all the education that's come out around that. Now, on the other side of that, this idea that we should make growing your own medicines illegal and sharing your own medicines illegal, that's absurd, right? That's absolutely absurd. So I don't have all of the answers on policy. That's part of why I have a podcast so I can check in with people. There are people who are experts in this stuff, right? But okay, the one caveat I will make is this idea of having a regulated market. And it's something I'm still developing my thoughts on. But to me, the idea of like, let's say they're decriminalized entheogens, right? Mushrooms and ayahuasca thing you know I'll, I'll just stick with mushrooms that's yeah, what i know yeah, better yeah, than, than yeah, a lot of things right yeah. but like people should be able to grow gather and gift and i, I don't want to like claim that language necessarily that's just something how i want to frame it right now no. the idea though of like we're going to make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year selling underground products like that to me i understand why you would want some regulations around those yeah. to protect you know you want testing you want purity yeah. you want potency things like that so you know my podcast is really about platforming these different perspectives and what i aim to do is to platform divergent perspectives and to find nuance because otherwise Smart. what you're going to have is you're going to have the clinical model versus the underground yeah, and like exactly. who's going to win in that battle nobody's no, going to no, win the, the no, people who no. need the medicines and need this are going to be the ones who lose yeah. So, exactly. so yeah, right. let's look for nuance. And I think it's the same thing on our political spectrum. We have, you know, far left, far right. Where are the people in the middle who are kind of yeah. saying, all right, well, let, let's find sensible solutions that work and that aren't grounded in some utopian vision of the future. Yeah. Yeah. My last bit to close out this thought yeah. is I think in the psychedelic space, a lot of people have these utopian grandiose ideas, but it's like, yeah. how does that translate into policy? You know, how does that, yeah. how, have you met with regulators and lawmakers, right, and insurance companies? Because I don't think that they're sharing your same logic. So we need to find people who can set foot in both camps and be diplomatic and communicate across party lines. And that's what I'm here to do. That's awesome. That's good. And, and you, you talk about that party line. And look, there's legislation in a bunch of states where it's both Democrats and Republicans coming together, coming together with a realize that, look, there's vets that need this healing. There's a huge mental crisis epidemic in our country. I mean, it's sort of, we need this medicine. And me yesterday talking to this girl who, she has a she has a grow kit, right? And she grows medicine to donate to people who really need this, but she's scared. I mean, she's sitting there going, I'm, you know what I mean? I want to offer this medicine, but I'm petrified because I'm a, I'm a school teacher. And what happens if, you know, someone finds out or the cops find out and I get arrested? And what am I doing? I'm just helping people heal. Right? So that's something that definitely needs to be addressed. That's something that definitely needs to be talked about. And again, the fact that we're talking about this, the fact that we're having podcasts about psychedelics, the fact that we're seeing transformation in people is amazing. I mean, to me, all of you know, I've just had my first psychedelic experience just months ago, and it's really transformed my life. It's opened me up to such incredible visions of who I can be, what I can be. And I'm not at you know the spectrum of one end or the other of you know depression or anxiety, but this has really helped me to live in the now, be the authentic me, and move forward with this. So, again, these discussions need to be talked about. Dennis talked about something else that was really important. That I think is education. We need to be educated. 
We need to tell people, educate yourself, educate yourself about this space. So I think that's incredibly important that we're sort of, that we're honest, that we're sort of talking about this. Again, I go back to the same thing. Cultivating wisdom is an apparel brand so that we can have these discussions, so that we can sort of have this here that someone says, oh, you microdose, so do I. And I mean, how's it going? So again, it's an open space. We need to talk about this. It's moving forward. People like Pete putting these events together is amazing. We need to keep doing this. Pete, what do you what do you see Canadelic 2024? What is your vision for that? What is one thing that you say, you know what? I wish we would have done this this year, but it's gonna happen next year. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, we've always wanted to have um, a real like outdoor kind of concert, you know. Nice. Nice. Some like you know, DJs, live music and stuff, and, and really put something on where we can bring in a lot of people um, that would come in for that and then get a lot of the messaging. And so that's been something that we really want to do. So hopefully we'll be able to expand to do that next year and put on like a live show with some, some artists. Or, and we want to expand the experiential part of everything. That's really been, we tried to do more of it this year with the different kinds of ceremonies and different types of activations that were going on. And I think people really like that. I think having the Zen Lounge this year was great. I think we're going to have a much better Zen Lounge yeah. next year. Nice. And that's, that's, I really want to, I like the small group kind of stuff, um, and I like the big stage kind of stuff. Nice. I'm just really excited. This year, there were, there were so many great things, and I got to say, like, my, I think my top one was having Dennis up there. <laughs> Honestly, because it was just, so, it brought everything yeah. together. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, it's never been brought together yeah. before. Yeah. And everybody was just having a great time um, in, in both rooms. Yeah. So yeah. that's been like really great so I can't I can't think of anything anything else that would be like like someone was asking me how do you so who's bigger than Spamets I was like there's a problem exactly <laughs> how do we talk that exactly we bring them back we bring them back we bring them back right. you, you talked about Dennis crushing I mean this dude just crushed it he came he took it he grabbed it by the throat he kicked it in the nuts and then he said you're mine what is next for you dude what is next for micropreneur what what where else can people see you on stage? What comes next? What does the rest of the year bring for you? I'm getting booked up, and I'm really hoping that this conference is going to be a springboard to more yeah. of these types yeah. of opportunities, which I believe it will be. And as far as what's next, really my focus and what's going to continue to be my focus is platforming underground, independent, small-time entrepreneurs and creators next to multinational executives. And that's what I want to do. Talk about building a table or a buffet yeah, table. Exactly. I find like like Stamets, everybody in the world knows him or they should know him. Yeah, He's not yeah. quite right. He should be a major public figure and he is, right? But like there's so many people just doing extraordinary work that don't get a platform. And especially when you're dealing with major media, like there's a lot of pay to play. It's a fact yeah, of the matter, yeah, right? Yeah, and there's plenty of people who do not have a budget for that. So that's what I want to do. Now, as my platform grows, it gets hard to platform everyone. Yeah. So, you know, it's really about that relationship building. And for me, like one of the greatest honors, I recently launched my website, michaelpreneur.com. And I, I did it. beautiful. A, you got to go to it. I'm pumped it's on beautiful. this. It's I'm pumped beautiful. on this. I got to yeah. shout out the web designer who did it, Nate Sigurd. Thank you very much nice. for your impeccable work. Nice. But I, I did an article, 23 Mushroom Brands to Watch in 2023. And a few of those brands I put on were from overseas, like yeah, someone yeah. in Uganda, yeah. someone in Bangalore, India, yeah. 
those are the people that were so pumped on it, right? Some of these bigger brands are just like, whatever, we were just in Forbes and New York Times. But it's like, so I just want to see this space really welcome in more of these small creators because especially if you're doing a great job, you know, just because you don't have a budget, just because you don't have the connections doesn't mean you shouldn't get to participate in the space. You know, what really should be what really should matter is merit in a lot of ways. Right. And so that that's, you know, we have to be very conscious and cognizant of any industry of elite capture, right? People pivoting from other industries who have huge bankroll. You need them in a, in a sense, you know, like yeah. the, so yeah. my my advocacy and where I'm going is I'm going to continue to build up small brands, build relationships with independent creators and entrepreneurs. And I'm going to try to introduce them as often as I can and give them opportunity exposure with major platforms. Because I think at the end of the day, when you get the big players and the small players working yeah. together, they're going to benefit each other. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you knew and I told you because I, I texted you this. I was a bit upset that you did not include us in that list, that you did not include cultivating wisdom in that list. But I understand that we're new in the space. We're just growing. We're, but we're getting there. We're getting there. I hope that we're on that list next year. One caveat there is a lot of people said that. I should do 100 micropreneurs to watch. But really, actually, what that list started out as was people who had given me products. And that's the thing is that, you know, a lot of the black market or underground it's very difficult for them to advertise right now because you get shadow banned on Instagram, right? You get kicked off of the platform. So what I'm doing is building an independent platform. It's not controlled by anyone. I'll collaborate with large players, but I'm not controlled by anyone. And, you know, people pass me chocolate bars or this or that or the other. And I think, okay, like some of these products for me don't really, you know, it doesn't work with some of them. Some of them, they are awesome. And this person should be recognized. And something that makes a brand stand out to me is the philanthropy that that person is involved with. If I find out that this person growing mushrooms or whatever they're doing is donating microdoses to veterans, that makes that brand very attractive to me. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you said that. And as many people know, um, I've committed to part of our proceeds from our first year are going to go to Vet Solution, to Marcus Capone's organization. Um, my son's in the military. My brother-in-law is a retired uh, Navy vet. So that's that's incredibly important. So I think what Dennis was saying is that we didn't give him enough gear or he really didn't like our stuff. And that's why he didn't have us. Keep, on you know, list. I just launched that website. There will be plenty. plenty. Um, I need just, con- also um, want to use just, this opportunity yeah. briefly to I plug. Like, say that. I need content for the website. It's that. a one-man show yeah, at this point. Talk about so that. I really need people. Like if you yeah. have something you want to publish and it's good, like my platform is waiting yeah. for that submission. Yeah, that's that's actually really cool. And I was going to talk about that because the, the fact that, I mean, Dennis has a huge platform. I mean, he's got, he's a major voice in this space. You know, he's sort of, not because he's got followers, but again, because he's very smart. But the fact that he's created a website and opened it up for forward thinkers in this space to be part of it, that's awesome. Because again, that's what we need to do. We need to open it up to everybody. Like you said, this isn't just for people who have, you know, bankroll, for people who, you know, know someone who knows someone in the space. And for us, again, look, I got into this blindly. You know, I sort of jumped into the psychedelic space just with eyes closed. And the welcoming from everyone has been so over the top, so magical, so incredible, that that's what makes this wonderful. That's what makes this space wonderful. I want to close off by thanking first Pete for, again, putting together an incredible, incredible, incredible event. If you did not make it this year, do not miss it next year. Don't don't miss it next year. Don't be that, oh, well, I would have went. No. Be down here in Miami. Be part of this. Be part of this revolution. Paul called it a revolution yesterday. That's what we're doing. Psychedelic medicine is creating a revolution. Uh, so, Pete, thank you very much. Dennis, 
you're my boy, man. You and I have sort of, we, we've created this real friendship bond. Just so you know, I am envisioning, I've already manifested it, we're going to do a Cultivating Wisdom Conference in Columbia in 2024. I've asked Pete and Colleen to be on our team to sort of help vision this event, have this event happen. Dennis has already sort of agreed to be whatever part of this event he can be. Thank you both of you for one, helping me cultivate wisdom. Two, spreading much love because that's cultivating wisdom's mission. And you know what, we go forward. Let's, let's continue to ride this wave of psychedelics and manifest what we're doing and continue to move forward. Thank you to both of you. Yeah, I also want to shout out Pete and Colleen. I've been to probably a dozen of these conferences now and just the level that they executed at, you know, despite all the travel delays and the this and the that, they absolutely crush this. Yes, I'll be yes, here next year. Yes, I'm already setting yes. aside this weekend or nice. whenever it is. I don't care where I am. I'm coming. Awesome. We'd love to have you back. And thank you for saying that. You did an amazing job. And I couldn't be happier, man. I could not. It's, good. it's just been amazing. So, again, thank you to both of them. Thank, thank you for you everybody to listen. Thank you, everybody. Of course. You know what? Please subscribe to the podcast. Follow us. Follow Pete. Follow Canadelic. Definitely follow Micropreneur. You know, keep sharing us. Again, my mission is to create this community that we have, continue to grow cultivating wisdom, continue to set that buffet table of wisdom so that we have a better, better future for all of us. So much love to all of you. We'll see you next time.